how many Windows updates have you gotten this week? I think I'm looking at number three staring me in the face right now as we speak. So I Googled it. I mean, I don't use Google, but you know. It's the simple nomenclature. Turns out it's for... (laughs) It's for new security features and services and new user features three times this week. I'm sure it has nothing to do with annoying the absolute shit out of me so that I break down and agree to install Windows 11. Remember when that was a thing with Apple? They got in trouble for uh, deliberately breaking their own their old phones to uh, get people to buy their new phones. But those were the good old days. That was when if you signed up for a new contract, you could have a free phone, a good free phone, or at least a halfway decent phone. I don't actually have fond memories about my phones from that age. I I remember I had this phone. It was uh, probably an LG, maybe. And it was like a BlackBerry knockoff. It had the full keyboard down at the bottom, but it was like half the price of an actual BlackBerry. And this thing almost ruined my life. Because the alarm function would just randomly not work. And no, it wasn't because I had it set to PM instead of AM. And I've actually had other people that I've shared the story with say, oh, yeah, I remember I had a phone like that. Or I knew someone who had a phone that that gave them the same problem. It created a tremendous amount of anxiety around alarms and waking up on time for me for for no joke, probably seven years. When I dated my wife. Before she was my wife, obviously. She lived about 70 miles away from where I live. And so I would go spend the weekends with her. I'd get off work on Friday, run home, clean up, pack a weekend bag, and make the trip down. Usually I would come back on Sunday evening. But every once in a while, I decided I didn't want to leave, and I would stay Sunday night and then get up at four in the morning or however early, not not terribly early, to make it back in, in time for work. And uh, I only did it a few times because I had such anxiety from this stupid experience with this phone that wouldn't wake me up that I would seriously, no joke, wake up every two hours. I'd wake up every two hours in a panic. Oh, oh, what, what time is it? What time is it? Oh, it's, it's, it's only been two hours since the last time you woke up in a panic. 
Now I don't even set an alarm. I wake up at the same time just out of habit. It's kind of nice. It's kind of a curse if I stay up too late. But our new phones, man, the new phones are so, they're so crazy expensive. It's time. It's time for a new phone. I'm, I've reached that point in my life contract. (laughs) But I don't know if I want a new one. Remember when they started putting all of that medical tracking, tracing, COVID software on on all your phones? They kind of backed off on that, or did they? Maybe they just backed off on telling us about it. I mean, people joke all the time about how Back in the day, the spies used to have to put listening devices in your house. And now you eagerly go out and spend thousands of dollars on listening and devices to put in your house all on your own. I think all the time about going back to a flip phone. And I hear these people on Rogan and other popular podcasts talk about how, oh, yeah, I don't even, I, I just put my phone away. I think it's um, Dave Rubin, political pundit, famous for being a liberal Democrat who uh, I think worked for the Young Turks and then switched teams. He's a conservative. Well, I don't know. I get hung up on the whole switching teams discussion because I don't feel like anybody really switched teams. Like, my political views have pretty much been the same. And it's the political spectrum that keeps sliding back and forth. And this is because of the media. And now if we disagree with... If if we disagree with any leftist narrative, we're automatically far right. Because it doesn't matter how far to the left the liberals go... The political spectrum is going to make the, the establishment media's political spectrum is going to make sure that they they represent whatever narrative of, as as being in the center or just to the left of center, and it doesn't matter how moderate you are, you're going to be far right if you disagree with that narrative. Just like Tim Pool, Tim Pool's kind of. I mean, he's moderate, but he's liberal. The mainstream media calls him far right. Adam Carolla, too, has always had many liberal views. But now he's to the far right. But Dave Rubin takes a whole month off from his phone and social media, etc. And says it works wonders for his peace of mind. Now, I don't know that you and I, who aren't professional media personalities, at least not full-time, I don't know how much we would benefit from that. It sounds like a great idea. 
But the main thing for me is just, dude, an iPhone 14 is $2,000. And I think Steve, Steve Jobs' widow said that the iPhone 14 is the same as the iPhone 13. I got to find out if that's true. No, no, it was his daughter. Let's read this TMZ article. If there's anyone Apple might want to impress, it's Steve Jobs' daughter. But the fact is, she's far from blown away by the new iPhone, which she thinks is pretty much the same as the previous edition. Eve Jobs, daughter of Steve and Lorraine Powell Jobs, reacted to Apple's Wednesday announcement of the new iPhone 14 by posting a popular meme and adding her own twist of shade. Eve is basically saying folks who upgrade from the iPhone 13 to the iPhone 14 aren't getting anything different from before. Lots of folks in the comments are mostly in agreement with Eve. Some people are pointing out a lot of the tech specs between the iPhone 13 and 14 are the same, including screen size, refresh rate, storage, CPU, and the cameras. It's a tongue-in-cheek statement from Eve, but since many people believe Apple innovation took a hit when Steve died, his daughter's jab hits a little harder. That's not really surprising, though, right? I mean, it shouldn't surprise you. It is an affirmation of what I've been saying. It's kind of been my theme for this week, I guess, or my my theme for this podcast. An iPhone 13 is half the price of an iPhone 14. It's confirmed. That's not on any of the, you know, wireless provider websites. That's just on eBay. But I've been doing the thing where I pay, you know, however much extra per month per phone. Like I think we all have to do now. No more free phones. And no more, man, I I just, I want to give my money to companies with integrity. It's such a slap in the face to you that Apple would turn around and and basically just reskin their iPhone 13 and say, hey, this one's double the price now because it's the newest thing. Man, the only way to counteract that is to just not buy it. And maybe they did this because they knew the economy was going to be trash and they weren't going to sell a lot of cool new phones with all the new features. So they figured, eh, let's just put out a new one, the same as the old one, and we'll harvest a little extra money out of the people that are too dumb to know the difference and wealthy enough to not care. That's not me. That's not me. And it better not be you. I don't care how wealthy you are and congratulations, by the way, but don't support that business practice. 
It's bad for the earth. That's one of the things that really sucks about this climate change agenda. How much do you pollute? How much do you really? I recycle my cardboard. I shut the lights off. I keep my heat down. I have financial incentive to do so. I'm not one of these people that leaves the TV on for their dogs. That would be economically irresponsible. Regardless of its effect on the climate. I don't want to pay for it. It's a waste of money. But I, I, I guess I'm kind of stingy. And gas in my neighborhood is creeping up to five bucks a gallon again. It's interesting. We know that Saudi Arabia has uh, cut its oil production by two million barrels a day. And they're in this little partnership. It's called BRICS. I don't remember a lot about it off the top of my head, so we better see what we can find from reading I don't want to click on Wikipedia they're an evil globalist operation (laughs) so let's try Investopedia and they're probably just as bad what is BRICS BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, is an acronym for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. An economist, Jim O'Neill, coined the term BRIC before South Africa became involved, claiming that by 2050, the four BRIC economies would come to dominate the global economy. And South Africa was added in 2010. So it's been 21 years since this was going on, and we're, we're only just hearing about it now. I mean, right? I, I didn't hear about it before this year. So Saudi Arabia wants to join this coalition. And it seems like they recognize that, um, what's a nice way to say this? America sucks right now. Now, when I say that, I'm talking about the government. I don't, I don't generalize as you should know by now. Like I think China is an evil criminal organization. 
but not all the Chinese people, just the Chinese Communist Party, just the leadership. And America's leadership sucks. And I found myself wondering yesterday if Saudi Arabia cuts its oil production by 2 million barrels per day in October because they know the midterms are coming up. And they don't like Joe Biden. So they will actively work to make Joe Biden look bad. And how angry does that make you? How much more per gallon are you willing to pay to get rid of Joe Biden? (laughs) Oh, it's a little bit exciting, right? I mean, doesn't it? I mean, maybe this is some, some really sick propaganda material. But I honestly find it a little bit refreshing. Because we got to get rid of this guy. And there aren't a lot of places for us to turn for help. Mainstream media wants him to stay in there. Not that they necessarily want Joe Biden. But they are the masters of the globalist leadership. And the globalist leadership must tear down America to create the new world order. So uh, what are you doing for the apocalypse? You got any plans? (laughs) I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready to not go to the store for a while. I used to love talking about the zombie apocalypse when all this, this was when all the zombie movies were all the rage and all the resident evil movies were coming out with Mila Jovovich. And then the walking dead came out. And I always liked the walking dead when it was, you know, they were always looking for a place to to hole up. We gotta find someplace safe. I could I couldn't believe that in, in season one their their safe house was a flipping campsite. Like I would not that would not be me. I mean we see how it turned out for them. The obvious way. I could have told them that on day one. No no. You can't just sleep in the middle of the woods. Got to get up someplace high. I had my own place picked out when I lived in Portland. There was an old church not far, a few blocks away. And it had bars on all the windows because it was in one of those neighborhoods. And narrow staircases that led to the doors where the bottom of the door was over your head. And I thought, that's the spot. That's my spot. 
I'd knock out the staircases. Put a, you know, install a rope ladder. I'd be safe. Place was defensible. Zombies couldn't get in. They'd have to tear the walls down. I don't really have to worry about it now because of where I live. And you don't have to worry about zombies, but you may have to worry about hungry people. You might have to worry about a hungry self and being cold. But I hope you have a great weekend. (laughs) And what a week it was. I hope it was great for you. Thank you for listening. Please follow me on social media. Send me an email and share the show. I'll be back. Goodbye.